I think Ruth O'Hagan, you're very welcome. Thank to you very much, article. Tom. Thank you, John. Oh, wait a minute. We're about to give you a little bit of um, volume. Or volume. Yeah. No. Yeah. How's that? Oh, I think ah, I think that feels <laughs> that feels more appropriate to my presence. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, to answer your question, John. Yes, we do know each other reasonably well mm. for many a year, <laughs> as I do, Tom. So thank you for having me this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, First of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. On your 1-1, which is a first-class... First-class honours in uh, the practice of theatre from UCD. Yeah. Now, you've been studying for, you know... Two years. Two years. Yeah. And you had to do, apart from the normal um, written exams, you had to do a, a... a thesis, yeah. Yes, indeed. So the the function, I suppose, of this master's is to allow you to uh, look deeply into the experience, immerse yourself really into the experience of the creative process from every single angle. And um, the so that means then ultimately that you create your entire, uh, you t- you create a play. You create a play in its entirety, you write it, you direct it, you cast it, you act in it, you light it, you do every single thing that is required of a play and then you fulfil the other part of the requirement which is um, creating a thesis on the, the entire creative process and answering it. And the production itself is vivid. You know, it's brought through a, a, an exam process on the day you perform it three times. Normally, it's part of a festival, so you have a big audience. Mm-hmm. So this year, our audience were the examiners. And, um, you know, you had to utilize as much energy from the old stone walls of Snock Alley that you could <laughs> and, and bring it front and center to enable that kind of lift. That's so required. We start, we start at the beginning. We go back. Yes. To what motivated you to start looking for a postgraduate uh, on this type of theme? Well, I have, uh, I suppose, lived a life both scientifically and creatively and living inside that for me, I had to, uh, I suppose, what I wanted to do was inquire into it because the intentionality is to, uh, in two years' time, to start a PhD, which uh, creates the opportunity to... um, Give, I live in the psychological world and to give the psychological world a creative perspective and to give the creative world a psychological perspective. There's nothing new in that, mm. but what's new is neither um, field has got somebody immersed in both deeply. Now, just interrupt you there. Yeah. Um, Michael Pat, he's listening to the programme this morning up in the, um, the valleys of East Clare and he's wondering, this young lady... What exactly is she talking about? Can you tell us what you actually found when you checked the literature to see if it suited what it is you were after? Okay, well, what I was after was I wanted to figure out how we live. As human beings? As human beings. Yes. So the creative process of living. Every inch of our experience is a creative process. We live between two impulses. We live between the death impulse and the life impulse. I'm conscious and of uh, one end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes in- on all the time. of the other. <laughs> yeah, that goes on all the time. You know, we live with mm-hmm. these impulses. So that's what creates life, yeah. okay, at a biological level. So in between the death impulse and the life impulse, there is um, this binary opposition creates a dynamic. Mm. So when from the laws of physics, inside of your cell, you have one part of the cell trying to live and the other part of 
the cell trying to die, death and rebirth constantly ongoing at a cellular level. And in between the death and rebirth is this dynamic that goes across between the two spaces. So I wanted to be able to articulate that. I wanted to be able to go inside of that and with language and move it and shape it and ask it to tell me what it means so that I could bring it back out into the world. And what that means from a psychological as yeah. well perspective is bringing the unconscious into conscious form. So mm. bringing a something, bringing a nothing to a something. So that's what really, I suppose, invites my curiosity for my whole life. I live all day, every day thinking about this. So we have this, as you say, the space. Yeah where we're interacting on a constant basis yeah. to survive positively in that space between beginning and end. Not necessarily positively. We're, we're, you we're know, trying, to, we're trying to survive and we're trying to, trying to thrive. But some people's positive might be another person's negative. Do you know, we're trying to, sur we're trying yeah, to engage yeah, yeah. in life yeah. as constructively. Yeah. Is that glass so, half full or half empty? Well, you see, yeah, it, depends, it depends on your perspective. And that perspective is shaped by identity. And identity, how we create identity is all the things that we line up that feels right for us. So we layer and layer and layer <coughs> these experiences of belonging into the world. And, so there's um, a huge amount of introspection going on now. In this. Well, that's well, that's what a creative creative process is. Yeah. Yeah. So like that masters allows you to form a kind of an architecture between the inside and the outside and would you so that the inside you, can speak to the outside. Would you accept that the environment in which one is, you know, living out this reality, that the environment can have a huge influence Massive. in determining? Massive. OK, absolutely. Yeah. So back to Tom's question. Mm -hmm. um, which what was coming to me from what he asked is um, are you where's your philosophy uh, and your psychology in this in this question so my philosophy with regard to humankind with regard to humankind so the creative process for me is like keeping this awareness of how we are creating our experiences mm. and the influences that shape that mm. so i I live in the psychological world. I've, um, I have the clinical brief for sexual violence in Trinity College. So I live always kind of on the edge of things. Mm -hmm. And um, the edge of things is a great place to live because you're never fully here and or there. And in that not here and not, and not there, you're having a constant conversation with yourself, which for me is very entertaining. Ruth, can I ask you, yeah. you know, yeah. from your, your thesis and your studies the last yeah. two years, how much of that can you bring to your everyday work? All day, every day. All day, uh, every day. Yeah, because I used the process in the creative process of limitation. But what, what is that? The creative process of limitation <laughs> is basically being alive. Mm. So if, if something, if something, if so my theme was a piece of history, a very tiny piece of history that happened in 1922. And I dropped it into my creative process and I let it tell a story across several generations. I didn't make the story happen. And this is the wonderful thing about doing the academics of a, of a creative process because you're able to separate yourself out, your wants and needs out of the story and you let the story tell itself. So you're bringing a nothing to a something, something that wasn't there before. And then through the process of, of kind of creating that understanding you're creating in what we call the spectator experience, you're creating an awareness of how 
if for the from the point of view of this play, the Death Watchers, you're creating an awareness for the spectator about how identity gets created. And people go away with various levels of that awareness from the theatre. Do you have discussion on 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 the themes? Within the, the no, within within the play, the play plays out. Mm. The play plays out. I'm not going to go into the details of the play. Well, You'll see it next year. Uh, currently, the play, for an, from an exam perspective, is about almost a half an hour because it had to be a one act. Mm. But the wider, the wider uh, <clears throat> script. So I had to make a composite of the script essentially, yes, yes. and the wider script is is a hundred minutes. Mm-hmm. So we'll see it next year, won't we? Indeed, yeah. I'll be going forward for funding uh, because it relates to our centenary experience of ourselves and it's a a story that begin it's it's a story that that kind of arrives from 19 1922 into the present and back again is it based is it data based on factual material or yes is it's it a, speculative it's, no it's based on actual moments of events in 1922 and my family within your family yeah yeah so my, is there is there a, a, a strong uh, autobiographical element in it. No, because the the well, wasn't around in I wasn't around in 1922. <laughs> no, but no, but, but, but in the <laughs> sense that yeah. you inherited. No, well, you see, I I take a, a piece. I take a piece of that night. Yeah. It was a specific night in 22, and I take yeah. a piece of that night, and I re, I use it as a reference point, mm. and then that reference point created. Um, it created because it does within the w- because of what you go through in UCD, you go through letting go of what you want, essentially, because any form of a story has what's, what's called a through line. So what is the in- I bring the intention of the story. That's that you're the beginning of your, your through line. I bring the intention of the story and the story arrives. Then after that, the story wants to basically arrive in other places so I can then step back and I'm, I've trained, my, you know, I'm trained academically to, to inside in my body, bring that story into a form way beyond what I could have anticipated I wanted or needed. So the creative process, when you, when you study it academically, it allows you to step outside the scaffolding of this narrative that you have an intention about, but it allows you to let the narrative speak for itself. And this is uh, clearly a, p- a part to play in the wider general education of our people, isn't it? Always, always, yeah. because we're mean, very awareness. biased. <laughs> yeah, but but awareness of the realities that you're talking about, for a start point. Absolutely. We're very shaped, um, you know, culturally in Ireland, we're very shaped by the, the majority of of what's happened to us, and that's a natural human given. Um, however, people... Are we conscious, by the way, of what has no, happened to us? No, generally speaking not. I speak from a psychological perspective, no. Yeah. People don't want to be either, you know. Curveball, no. But, hmm. you know, yeah. the, let's say the current generation, whether yes. they're from teenagers up, you know, what influence, for good or bad, is social media having on those people? Well, I suppose, in one sense, from a good perspective, is that it allows them to um, engage with each other yeah. in a in a huge way. So there's massive but types from, of belonging from, from a distance, though, not from the yes. touchy feely bit. You know? But I, I suppose I would I would I would throw a curveball back yeah. in my next statement and mm-hmm. say that any form of belonging that's happening that's relevant to the current status of society is useful, and and we need to be considering if there's all this connection, how can we utilize it better rather than than you know 
maybe demeaning them for all the connection yeah, yeah. because essentially the young people want to connect. That's the that's their primary that's their primary focus. They want to be rewarded. That's how the, the, the teenage brain and the young brain works up until age 24 is it lives off reward. So connection with others via phone is a very handy way to be rewarded. However, the implications of that are different for different people. But us, those of us that's, that kind of um, engage with young people, as I do all day, every day, and as you gentlemen do and have done, is to kind of hold an open mind and see what's useful around it because there's always something useful and that's when we look at limitation we're looking for the universe that limitation can bring us so bring, bringing it back to my thesis subject so we will eventually but tell me um, you are um, now put in charge of uh, department of health okay mm-hmm. given you the key Stephen done his job yes yeah. the keys are one of his subordinates even mm. okay uh in very interested in mental health and mental health is becoming a big conversation it is it's not the poor relation anymore it's not the poor it's because it's timely so it's timely timely. from your study have you something to say with regard to uh, structuring mental health programs in irish society that are pragmatic and you know doable to enhance the health of the nation um i'm all about I'm all about what I what I call democratization of information. Right. Yeah. So taking Michel Foucault, the pedagogy of the oppressed. So taking information away from hierarchies and allowing hierarchies to consider, well, I have all this information, but, you know, I've learned all this, but it's very important now that I share it because if everybody has the information, yes. everybody has the power. That's the democratization of it. Yes. And we democracy would, in action. We would subscribe to that. Yeah. In a small way in our radio okay. station. So facilitation. Absolutely. Facilitation, collaboration. Mm. But the most important thing I think that we I, I hope we will move towards is that we have to we need to not we have to. We need to, in my opinion, um, have emotional literacy you know teach being taught in our schools now there are various programs and curriculum development happening you know both at the junior and senior cycles of of school but I'm going to say as somebody who teaches and trains all the time we are missing massive amounts of information because people in general don't have it so they so the more literate a young person is coming into college, the more literate they are coming through the teenage years, the more literate meaning um, critical thinking, Mm. emotional intelligence, being able to say, I feel bad, sad or angry and not having somebody say, oh, come on, get over it. Yes. Do you know? Yes. In fact, every ounce of our society is straining against the nature of strength being nothing to do with our innate vulnerability as human beings when in point of fact if we don't realize how vulnerable we are at every given second which is what i have to do live with every day if we don't realize the value in that here's limitation in action if we realize the value of our limitation we will then be able to make use of it and create strength out of it Mm. fascinating subject it is but it's 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 one that invites uh, reflection yes okay it invites participation in the critical processes but of course we live in a society where in fact um, we're not used to asking the question why no I think it, we're not used to asking the question how 
And well, you know, for people how? that need help, is it for somebody to just say, put up my hand? Well, I need help. well, it's also in the majority, actually, people don't put up their hand and need help and ask for help because the people that are receiving that knowledge don't know how to help and they will react in a very closed down way sometimes. Other people, defensive? No, well, people, people are afraid. People are afraid when somebody asks for help and they're afraid to engage with with the process because they might know what it means for them either. So like people are very well-meaning, but often, you know, we, we kind of can shut down processes. So what I've done with the, with this thesis and what I've done with the point of this whole piece is so that it speaks to all the creative process can really help us have wider understanding. So in my play, for example, if you come and see it next year, all going well, we will. Yeah, Um, you'll be you'll be taking away um, an understanding of our vulnerability in terms of how we create identity in Ireland. You'll be taking that information away and it'll start conversations. And I've decided, you know, some time ago that um, the creative process, because it's worked so well for me in my life, the creative process, the psychological process, the biological process, the kind of the trinity of processes inside of me that there are easier ways than just banging your head against the wall, working with people uh, psychologically. There are other ways because uh, Fintan O'Toole last 2019, he was um, he was given uh, uh, he was given a, uh, you know, high honor, high honor doctorate from Trinity. And he gave a a doctoral speech before it. And he said the function of theatre is to wake a nation up because you see, we're sleeping. We're sleeping in terms of how the past, as Winston Churchill would have said, we need to consider the past in order to see how far we can come. And when we take the past, the present and the future and we collapse it all into a play, all in one go, and you don't actually in the play know, know whether you're in the past, present or future. That's the wonderful thing about learning the processes. You can do all sorts of things then. You're, you know, it's a license to create. And then, of course, the learning that comes out of it is democracy in action. And that's for me is the exciting piece. Is it accessible? Very much so. No, you say it because you have written it. No, I say no. I have. And you're coming. You're no, coming it wrote. To it. I'm going to say, John, it wrote itself. Hmm. It wrote itself. It writes itself. Anything I do, I get, you know, I create narrative poetry. It writes itself. Hmm. It writes itself. And I've always been able to do it, but then I had to go and do a master's to make sure I wasn't mad. <laughs> fundamentally (laughs) fundamentally I had to make just just clarify that for myself because I'm having such a good time internally (laughs) and is this a part of a process leading towards a doctorate yes so in two years time please God when I have my our last child um, vested with uh, academic want I don't know anyway Ruth can I I tell you have rearing for them they're always your babies you know yeah well when she when she gets her foot in the door of what her next phase is education wise when she's done her leave insert i'm i'm in the process for this these two years then doing presenting so i'm presenting psychologically i'm writing papers i'm presenting um i'll be creating and presenting from a creative point of view dramatic point of view and then in two years time i'll be hopefully hopefully starting my doctorate um, in Trinity, all going well. Yeah. Are you actually currently employed? I'm employed in Trinity. In I have the clini- clinical brief for sexual consent, disclosure, and sexual violence. Yeah. So that means I train, I teach, I develop policy, I develop curriculum, I do psychological inf- interventions. Do you mind if I go up an avenue? 
uh, you'd have to ask Tom that question. <laughs> John, I'm looking at the clock. Today. He's looking at the clock. No, because yeah, fiercely important. Because okay, it, it, just it, one quick one now. We turn over the newspaper every day. Yes. For the past fortnight, and it sure is, uh, there are apples still on the trees. Mm. Okay, we're finding reference to sexual violence um, within the Department of Defence. Pragmatic. It's a situation that's there needing to be confronted and handled. It's been talked about, probably got a, a particular bit of oxygen in the two weeks ago or three weeks ago in relation to uh, uh, the, the women coming out, the ladies coming out and uh, actually talking about their experiences within. It does look as if in institution, major institutions like Defence and the Gardaí, that we have, in fact, some work to do. John, we have work to do in every system. No, no, I'm not talking about... Yeah. Si- I'm talking yeah. about a, a singular situation. When you have patriarchy, when you have male-dominated yeah. systems, which is the majority of our systems, essentially, and this is... I'm making a feminist statement, but making a feminist statement from the point of equality. Well, if you have a male-dominated, a male-orientated perspective... Your ability to hear the female voice or the voice of the other, as we call it, that which is not male. All our data is set up against a male understanding of everything. Everything is set up against that centralized positioning. So if you look at the systems, John, if you look at the systems, which are all of them, I mean, Currently, uh, as of the 19th of October, I've spent the past two years, along with my colleagues across the country in every single educational institution at third level, creating an anonymous reporting tool for sexual violence, harassment, bullying, anything that affects or impacts the human being. But then being. the political... That's rolling out this the, month across the country. The politician comes into the story because this the, is, the this application of... Of legislation is yeah, but this is as a result of legislation. The Department of Education, the Higher Education Authority, authority within the framework of Consent 2021, have 2020 have insisted that we now have to face the absolute truth of the uh, amount of sexual violence within third level but institutions. We know, we, know we know it. I know we know and it. I now we're going it. to be. Now it's going to be creating. And a huge impact in terms of policy development because each institution, they don't have policies. They have reasonable dignity and respect policies, but they don't, they're not a trauma-informed approach. When the jury is out on that one, well, in fact, we'll have... Tom, there you are. We keep going in lots of areas and I was going to make a comment, but I know I'll be opening another little can of worms on the the, the whole army. We'd have a... The one comment I will make now. Please do. (laughs) If you look that, there's... I haven't watched it, but I've just seen enough of this. You know what the, the army training... Yes. To me, army training procedures are fraught with dangers from physical violence, sexual violence, Absolutely. everything else. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Is the Program. aim to break the spirit. Indeed. The spirit. Break, and, break and yeah. re- remake. Remake, yeah. That Absolutely. We'd have to come back to that because that's, that's very, very much. But why we do, like in the old style, the old style training for lots of kind of important work, like I trained as a nurse, um, back in the 80s uh, with the Medical Missionaries of Mary, amazing people, but they broke you and they remade you. Give it was like being the arm in the yes. army. The Jesuit, the yeah. Jesuit co- vocal call mm. was, give me a child at seven years of age and I'll... I'll, I'll give you the man. I'll give yeah. you the man. And yeah, the most important thing to recognise is we have... You know, we've moved on in our societies whereby the recognition, you know, this is where the, the Steiner 
uh, philosophies work very well is that the, the relationship to our learning and the relationship to those who are teaching us are deeply intertwined. So, for example, to my left, I have the most important, one of the most important, beside my, besides my mother, teachers that I ever had who set up my life because John taught in a particularly way, a particularly collaborative and facilitative way. So he modeled to me how I want like I'm teaching all day every day. I teach like John. No Tom. I do. But and I- my mother because they were very similar in their methodologies of teaching. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that like that engagement with learning that's how we move forward. That's why I'm in it all my yes, life yes. is how we move forward. And it's how we stay in a place where we can actually have a little bit of confidence in ourselves and a little bit of love for ourselves. And then that, that emancipates us greatly. Mm. You know. Thank you very much. We could stay going. You know, Indeed. We'll come back, by the way, because there are yes, so many issues now raised exactly. that have to be investigated. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I'm back in Scarf Communica- Community <laughs> College. The bell has rang and he's repeating exactly this after every class. No, even when we had double classes. Yeah. And we would be going, yes, sir, don't leave us. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd proceed Then we'd proceed out the door when he was gone and be very wild and bold. <laughs> uh, and he would look, you know, and nod and say, well wonderful women <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, a, on that score you know teachers can have a huge, huge they do influence on yeah. our children much more so than parents you know well and I'm going to say it's everybody's involved for the better yeah if you have one the statistics show us that if we have one good person per child to lead the way just even one it, it changes the, the course of their lives yes, in terms yes, of yes, taking yes, on yes, yes. their own personal agency. Yeah. So I find that, de- because I've been so blessed with so many, every step of the way. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, I must have got, done something good in my youth or childhood, <laughs> as the saying goes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ruth, thank you. Thank you, so thank you Tom. Ruth. Thank you, John. Congratulations and again. And thank we did you. ask you for your choice of music uh, last Indeed, night. Indeed, and I said, I knew I'd unsettle you, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Will you introduce it? Indeed. It's the Takata um, by Wydor. And I have to say, uh, the day I married my wonderful husband, I'll always praise him because we, we have a great time together. The day I married him, John, you were there. Um, I, Johnny O'Brien was playing this in the cathedral as we left fully blessed in all sorts of ways, legally and otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> this was playing, and it's a fa- it is my favourite piece of music, fully and well, totally. I hope the version I have here does it justice anyway. So, okay. Ruth, thanks again. It's been a Thank pleasure you talking guys. to you. Thank and congrats you. again. Thanks for the interest. That's oh.